Welcome to episode one of the Portland Pilot Alumni Podcast. I'm going to be your host, Brant Miner. I'm a 2006 alumni of the University of Portland, and I was a member of the men's basketball team. Our first guest on the Portland Pilot Alumni Podcast is Pooh Jetter, who was my teammate and has a mm -hmm. long list of accomplishments while at UP. Second all-time in scoring with over 1,700 points, fourth all-time in steals, fourth in three-pointers made, fourth in free throws made. We love free throws. I'd <laughs> toss that in. Fourth in free throw percentage and seventh all-time in the history of the school in assists with over 345 assists. Three-time all-conference, two-time first-team all-West Coast Conference guard while at the University of Portland. After his time at UP, Pooh has had an incredible professional playing career, is a successful entrepreneur owning and operating a high-end shoe and clothing boutique in his hometown of Los Angeles called Laced, Los Angeles Creating Endless Dreams. Pooh also has a beautiful family with his wife, Siobhan, and two sons, Eugene the Fourth and Ethan Jetter. I'm excited. Pooh, welcome to episode one. Thanks for taking some time to join me. Be minor. What's up, baby, man? Uh, it's, it's amazing. I'm glad that you definitely reached out to me. You know, and me being the first guest, man, like, that's a, a tremendous opportunity to, you know, share the story of what UP has done for me, so. Well, we're really excited to have you, man. Definitely appreciate you taking the time. You're in Ukraine right now, getting ready to start your season. So, but before we get to that, let's start with some time at the University of Portland. Talk to us about your decision to attend UP and kind of how that recruiting process was. So a uh, special shout out to, you know, Coach Holden, you know, Coach Holden, who is from uh, Los Angeles. Um, he reached out to my AAU coach in my AU, well, a coach that I had AU, like play AU for when I was in middle school. But, you know, um, at the time in LA, I, I was getting recruited by like maybe four WCC schools. Uh, you know, it was Portland, it was Gonzaga, it was St. Mary's, and it was, I think it's San Francisco. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Holden reached out. Coach Holden reached out to you know Dart Stamps, who is a legendary coach in LA. Um, he actually coached Donald Wilson and I when we was in sixth grade. So um, when Donald, when I found out that University of Portland was recruiting Donald, you know they scheduled our recruiting trip together. So um, Donald and I left. I think it was like maybe like in February. You know Donald and I left. You know, LA went to Portland together uh, for our recruiting trip. Uh, our host, who was our host? E Knight, Eric Knight. Eric Knight was our host. I remember Eric Knight. Yeah, played with him. Uh, e Knight. E Knight is also from LA. Uh, ended up, you know, you know, I think going out maybe we're like with Adam and Casey, maybe and Pat Galos. And, uh, probably, Paul, probably. Paul Hacker, Carl Ocker. Uh, and Seema. Just you know, <laughs> But uh, so on this trip, you know, it was just, you know, just seeing a campus, you know, I, I believe I watched them practice or we went to a game probably. I'm trying to, I'm like really trying to like, I'm like back there now, you know. Um, 
we went to a Portland game. This was almost probably like sold it for me. We went to the Portland game. At this time, Maurice Cheeks was coaching Portland. And, you know, that point guard was Damon Stoudemire. And, you know, I'm a tremendous, and like, I'm a huge Damon Stoudemire fan, you know. And he did everything I wanted to do. And we chopped it up. Like, we was really chopping it up after the game. And I was like, you know what? Like, this would be a, a great spot to be in because I will have access to, you know, Mighty Mouse. You know, like, I want to be a pro player, so why not? you know, learn from somebody like at my size and learn from a coach who really played in the pros. Like, I think this is, uh, will be an amazing opportunity. Donald Wilson low-key committed for both of us. So when we get to the hotel, so we arrived to the hotel, I'm sorry, like we arrived to the hotel, Donald, like we go to our room and we went in our room, like our jerseys is like on the bed you know, this and that. So Donald puts his jersey on, knocks on my door, I answer the door. I'm like, my dude, you got your jersey on? He was like, bro, this is it, bro. This is it. And I'm like, okay, mind you, like I said, Donald and I, we know each other since we was like 11 years old. So go out to, Coach Holden takes us to a restaurant. Um, but Coach Wold is the one, Coach Wold found me, Coach Rich Wold. Well, he really found me at Superstar Camp. So, by I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm like going, I'm, I'm everywhere with this story. But um, Coach Wall really found me and reached out to Coach Holden, of course. And Coach Holden already had a history, you know, from him being in UCLA Camp. I used to go to UCLA Camp too. But uh, Donald really committed. For, like he was like, "Yo, Coach, we coming." And I looked at Donald like, "Oh wow, okay." And I'm like, Coach Holden, what's up, Holden? I'm like, I just want to just talk with my parents. You feel me? Like, I don't want to make a decision, you know, you know, without, you know, discussing it with my team back home. Like, and um, he went back home, and I was like, yo, like, I think this would be the perfect spot for me. And when we University of Portland. And part of the top-rated recruiting class, top-rated freshman class or recruiting class that included – I think Dustin Geddes was a part of that class. Yeah. Um, Geddes and was it and Andreas? Andreas, Andreas. Yeah. top-rated recruiting class in the West Coast Conference. I was a part of it as the walk-on. Yes, you were. Yeah. I was a very small you part of that, you. but I was yeah, a part of that. You were a part of it, bro. <laughs> I was a part of that, and that's one thing I always loved about you, Pooh. You never made me feel like a walk-on. I was always a part of the team with you guys, and that was definitely something I appreciated. So oh, give us your favorite memory as an athlete at the University of Portland? My favorite memory as an athlete was definitely beating Gonzaga my, our freshman year. You know, Hard to um, top that. You know, Gonzaga, bro, so Gonzaga, you know, they were recruiting me. And, you know, I was just talking to uh, Dan Dickow about this on his uh, podcast too, um, because I ended up having a great relationship with, with Dan Dickow. But, uh, I, Gonzaga was recruiting me. I, I didn't really know what red shirting was, you know, because they had like Blake Step. Remember Blake Step and like oh, yeah. Winston, Winston, some I forgot the point guard for Winston my freshman. Brooks, maybe. Winston Brooks, like the buff guy. Yeah. And um, you know, and that's what Coach Free was really saying. I was like, yo, we got some, you know, some seniors that's gonna be playing ahead of you, like, you know, just red shirt and you know, then you know, when you're red shirt over, then you know, that next year you'll be coming in playing. 
but I just felt I was so ready. So, you know, we play our first game. Uh, we play like our first like conference game, uh, you know, at Gonzaga. And mind you, remember they had their like they had like a the longest winning streak maybe in NCAA yeah. at that time, and and we ended up going into Spokane and beating them by like four points. And I think that game I had like twenty points, you know, like and I every time I was scoring, I was looking at Coach Few like, I'm ready. Like, you know, you want the red shirt, me like, like me, but uh. That was my last time beating uh, Gonzaga too, so you know I shouldn't have probably said nothing like that. But uh, but not nah, like so that Gonzaga, you know, our senior year, bro, like really sweeping like all the Oregon D one schools. You know, we beat Oregon, Oregon State, Portland State. That was pretty huge. Um, you know uh, what else? Us beat we beat Nevada our sophomore At year. Nevada, yeah. Um, Oregon State and double overtime. Oregon State, you know. Uh, New Mexico they, at the pit, down at, at New Mexico. Pit, you know, so like, so like the sophomore year was was uh, amazing, you know, uh, especially for me. And, um, and, you know, people don't really know, like, especially like towards the end of my freshman year, I was starting, you know, um, and I was, you know, I was playing pretty good. So I was really... You know, I worked out hard that summer because I was like, you know what, I'm starting now. Now it's my, you know, my time to really do something special. But, you know, Coach Holden had like, you know, at that time, like a different plan. Because, you know, it was Casey Francis senior year and, and Quick and Adam Quick as well. And I, I learned so much from Adam Quick. I freaking love Quick. Um, Great guy. But uh, you, did you go to Bahamas with us? I didn't get to go. You had to rub okay. that in. I didn't get to go. I didn't get to I mean, go on that trip. So, so, so we go to Bahamas. Um, played extremely well. That was my first time getting a passport. Um, but we go to Bahamas, come back. So now we're starting to play. So I'm coming off the bench. I'm like, dang, okay, well, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever. So Casey Franson ends up, bro, like, diving for a ball. Mind you, his hip was like low-key probably already hurting. He dove for a ball, went on over the chairs and like messed up his hip even more or something with his hip maybe. Or, and um, and I ended up playing and we ended up finishing the game. I think we won. I think we was playing against Boise State maybe. And um, ended up winning. I probably was probably had like 20 points, this and that. And I don't think Casey came against the Oregon State, and we ended up beating Oregon State. And Coach Holden left me in the lineup, you know, with like with with, with Adam Quick. So, you know, um, that's how like everything really, you know, started like you know changing for me, especially my sophomore year. Once I started getting in that lineup, you know, um, I always thought like, dang, what if Casey Francis never really dove for that ball, you know, like. Dang, what I, you know, who knows how life would have been, but, you know, um, it just things to, you know, to always, you know, look back on like, dang, like, that's crazy. I think that, like, what really worked. Those guys were amazing teammates. Adam Quick, Casey Franson, because Casey, I think, averaged 20 a game in the West Coast Conference his sophomore year. And then his junior year, you and Donald came in and stepped in and, 
then your sophomore year, like you were talking about, first team all West Coast Conference as a sophomore and just really stepped into that role. So a lot of good memories as a player. Now give us something off the floor, some memory that you have of University of Portland that maybe wasn't on the basketball floor, whether that was in the Commons, Howard Hall. Give us something else. May Ling, May Ling Hall. May Ling was like one of my favorite places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I love like May Ling. May Ling had eight floors. I was like, eight wow. floors, all <laughs> ladies, all women. Um, University of Portland. Probably, oh, you got the soccer games, of course. You know, you know, watching. Oh, wow! You remember like our freshman year? Like they was national champions. National, national yeah. champions. Yeah, Christine Sinclair. Uh, Kristen Dorsey. Moore, like Mofo, Kristen Moore, uh, Amani Dorsey, Amani. Oh, wow, Amani Dorsey. Because wow. you knew Amani's dad, probably, right? Well, who was our dad? Armani's dad was a sports agent. I think he was, um, he was a sports agent, and then her mom passed on September 11th. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember but that. That was that yeah. watching that soccer team. <laughs> was incredible they were I think they won the national championship game North Carolina I remember we're in the child center watching on a big screen and everyone stormed the court it was Mm -hmm. and I think they won the national championship our senior year too oh wow with Megan Rapino Meg for real Meg and Meg sister Rachel right Rachel yep Rachel Rapino Mm -hmm. so yeah soccer memories for sure and I know we I talk about those memories in the commons after those 6 a.m. workouts, getting the omelets? Cold. I think the cold was probably, like, the cold was, like, really, like, my spot, man. And, you know, having Ken and, um, oh, wow. Like, I'm really trying to, like, really dial back into my memory, bro. Uh, like, I knew all the workers. You, you know, did. But, you, know, Ken, you know, Ken was really running the ship, you know, um, at a... And they're gonna kill me if they watch this. I'm so sorry. I'm going going blank on their names. But uh now people at the comments really took care of me. Like, bro, when I tell you they really took care of me, especially when I ran out of points. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you and Donald were always, always low on at, points. Hey yo, at the time the com- you know, the comments wasn't like how it is like now. You know, like I'm hearing now, like it's like unbelievable but like the comments was like come on man i can't be eating that. like and this was like 2002 2006 i'm like i can't be eating this so like man i might as well go to the cove so you know people at the cove you know like i talked to everybody you know that was just that's my personality like always you know it was never no favoritism like i don't care if i was a the basketball player like i'm a human being you know so i always wanted to treat people with love and respect and um and that's what, and that's the love I was getting back from everybody on that campus, you know. So the people at the Cove was, like, just really taking care of me, you know. I know they probably wasn't supposed to, you know, be doing some certain stuff, but, you know, like they just made sure we was well fed. So have you been back to the campus to see that new practice facility, Bochamp, or? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's amazing. I, I usually try, I usually was trying to go to like UP at least every summer, like like once like like once a year. I was really trying like really 
just tap in more, especially when when Rev when Rev was there. Like I used to try to tap in. I know they used to have like their alumni games, but that used to be during a time where you know I'll have certain events because that'd be the same weekend a BT weekend at, at, you know back home. So I used to always have events, but uh, you know um. I always I definitely try to like, you know, just go back once a, once a year because I ended up like, you know, creating like uh, amazing, like, you know, a bunch of friends, you know, not not just at the school, but in the city period, you know. So um, that was probably one of the blessings of like going to University of Portland because it was, I was getting love, not just on campus, but off off campus as well. That is one thing. But, I, but, I, but, I, but I'm sorry, but I, I have seen I've seen all the upgrades. Like you remember how Howard Hall was, bro? Come on, dead man. Spots and... All them dead spots. You know, uh, even that gym downstairs. But now, you know, it's no more Howard Hall. Um, the new facility is amazing. Like I was like, man, y'all have access to this. Like I'll be talking, I'll be talking to Chase Adams, who's the point guard like that. You know, that's my little bro. Even before he uh, committed to Portland, you know, I definitely, we definitely had like our conversation about the school and this and that, and you know, and I'm happy that he's there. You know, I just want him to continue to, you know, stay focused. I want to touch on the fact that you did know everybody, and that's one thing I've always respected about you, Pooh, is there's no ego. You've always had that servant's heart and just love everybody and just that big white smile running around campus. And I just remember you did know, was it Delilah or the cafeteria, the commons workers and everybody, obviously the custodians, because they were the ones that might prop a door to get into Childs so you could get uh, some extra shots up. Oh, see that, and, that, and that's with Jules. You feel Jules, like Jules, Jules, so, like, Javi, Javier. So, so, oh, Javi. Javi, Javi. Javi was amazing, bro. Like Those guys took like, care of us. And so the, so the thing is also, like, I don't even, like, I had a key, you know, like, I had a key. You know, I had, I was able, and that was, like, from, you know, I got the okay from Jules, you know, like, you know, but mind you, I'm sorry, like, this is 2002 to 2006, you know, like, we're in, it's 2021, so, I hope nobody gets, you know, like in trouble. But um, public safety, like I, like I knew, I knew everybody, you know. So, like I'll be like, yo, like I'm trying to get in the gym, like I'm trying to get better. And the thing is, I love that people wanted me to get better. Right. So they, they I had access. I had access to uh, almost to a lot of things at that school, you know, and. And like I said, that's just us having a relationship. And, and, that, and I let people know, always know, like, relationship runs the world. You know, it's not, it's not what you know. It's definitely who you know. And by just getting that type of access to the, to the childs or, you know, I'm able to put up extra shots, even during the soccer games. I'm going over, I'm in the childs. Like, you know, I'm watching a little soccer, but I'm like, yo, I have to continue to get better. So it used to be myself in that toss back, you know, and just, you know, just getting things. But yeah, like, bro, from from teachers to Duff, to, you know, to Professor Duff and Professor Bassin and Father Art Wheeler, 
Father and, Art. Uh, and uh, Dr. Shapiro. Mm -hmm. And um, so many. Uh, it's so many. You know, it's so many that, uh, but you know, of course, you know, I had an amazing relationship with Pro Professor Duff because, you know, he was heavily involved with, with the basketball too. So, and Father Wheeler was definitely doing his best to make sure that we. <laughs> stay on you know stay on on board with everything so and i was a roommate with donald wilson sophomore year oh trying to keep him in line oh man uh, father okay. art did a great job getting those getting you guys through there yes he did yes so he tell did. us a little bit about after after up what have you been doing obviously i know but tell everybody else kind of your journey to where you are now in the ukraine so you know uh after up I never forget, uh, you know, um, of course, I, you know, I ended up graduating um, communication, uh, communication slash general studies, uh, ended up graduating. Um, then right after graduation, I went back home and like really started preparing for, you know, the draft, you know, um, I ended up signing with uh with my best friend agent, which Baron Davis, that's my best friend. His agent is uh, Todd Ramazar. And they basically, they, and him and Todd Ramazar had like their own agency. And um, you know what's so crazy, bro? By me like doing like, you know, I had a pretty great, you know, I had a pretty good like, you know, college career, you know, and, um, but I didn't really have like too many agents after me for some reason, you know, so, you know, having, you know, but I was already committed to, you know, BD company you know because i was all you know i worked out with bd man every summer you know during my college career so um so i knew i wasn't gonna get drafted because i didn't even go to like the portsmouth portsmouth is like the you know it's a senior where all the seniors like it's a camp where all the seniors go to and then once i didn't get invited to that i was like yeah i may not get drafted but i know it's gonna be amazing you know opportunities for me so uh, I started working out with Rico Hines. Rico Hines is one of the the best trainers in the world. Uh, he's the player development now for the Sacramento Kings and assistant coach. Uh, but with Rico, I, mind you, I've always been working out with Rico in the summers. And uh, oh, but my time at Portland, I was working with Aaron Cowan, uh, who is like one of the, you know, rest in peace. Um, he's one of the best trainers in Portland with Howard Avery. So, you know, after my senior year, after once, once the season was done in Portland, I started working out with them and, and Bino. Like, Bino, gotta shout out Bino. Gotta shout out, like you have to shout out like, like these amazing people in Portland because, you know, you know, as this process was going, like, you know, it was a family that I created off the court that was also making sure that you know, I'm able to be the best that I can be. So, you know, working with Howard Avery and, you know, Aaron Cowan, at, we was at Jeff. We used to be in Thomas Gardner. Like, so we used to be like working out every day. Then I had Ryan Cabillas who on the weights, this and that. So by the time that I did go back home and start, you know, you know, working out with Rico and top person, like I was going to be ready. So uh, ended up working out for the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings for three times, you know, and, you know, Sacramento was saying like, yo, if you do not get drafted, which I knew I wasn't, 
if you do not get drafted, then, you know, you can play on our summer league team. So I'm like, cool, bet. I'm over here telling, you know, my agent, like, he like, yo, you got you a team. And I'm like, all right, cool. So summer league comes and Ron Artest decides, you know, he was new to Sacramento. Um, sorry, can you hear me? I can, I can hear you and see you now. Okay, so Ryan Artest, I'm sorry, I had a, I had a phone call. Um, Ryan Artest ended up, you know, playing Summer League with Francisco Garcia, Kevin Martin, Ronnie Price. Their draft pick was Quincy Doobie. Um, so I'm like, all right, you know, we get to practice. You know, mind you, when I was doing these workouts with Sacramento, they didn't have a coach. The person that was doing the workouts was the GM. And the assistant GM, which was the GM was Jeff Petrie, and the assistant GM was Wayne Cooper, who was Andrea's Cooper's dad. Andrea Cooper is a UP, you know, she graduated what after us, right? I think she was a year behind us. Or maybe two. Maybe, maybe two. Yeah. So but Andrea Cooper, who her her dad was the assistant GM. So um, it's crazy how things work. And man. And so I was balling. And so summer league came, you know, I was getting minutes, this and that. And so the last summer league game always, um, the, the, like the older players, or like the other vets, they don't play. So they were like, Sacramento was like, yo, here you go. And once Sacramento gave me the ball that last game, I had like 20 points, like five assists, six rebounds, no turnovers. And they was like, you know what? We're going to give you some money to come to camp. So I was just like, it, you know, I have so much, you know, faith in my, in God. You know, I know, I know how much, I know that the spirit of God is fully and powerfully upon me. And by me, like really knowing and having that confidence, I always show that. Like, so I wasn't like on no mock drafts. I wasn't like, you know, like I said, I didn't get invited to, you know, like Orlando pre-draft or, you know, like the Portsmouth the senior camp. So like w- once I was able to, you know, get that, you know, that, that partial guarantee they go to code camp, nobody didn't think that, you know, like, you know, that's like people, of course, my teammates and everybody like that knows how great I was, but nobody was like, they was like, oh my gosh. Like, so I ended up, you know, going to camp with Sacramento. I get released after the first game. Uh, go to the D-League, ended up being, like, one of the best players in the D-League. Uh, all-star game, was on the D-League ambassadors team that went to China. Uh, lost lost in the championship and uh, over time. But I ended up being, like, the best point guard. So, go back to Summer League again with Sacramento. But um, didn't end up working. And I ended up coming to Europe, to Ukraine. I played for BC Kiev in the Euro Cup. Um, we did well, we lost in the championship, um, but we, you know, we made it to the top eight, no, top 16 in the, in the, in the ULEP Cup back then. Um, went to Summer League again that, uh, after that season, didn't really work out with Minnesota. Uh, went back to Europe, to Spain. I played in Menorca in the ACB. Uh, ACB is the most powerful league in Europe. Um, did extremely well, averaged like 16 and a half, um, didn't make the playoffs, uh, 
went back home, played summer league again with the Portland Trailblazers. So, you know, so that was like an amazing opportunity right there. Like even, you know, playing with the Portland Trailblazers. And that was a crazy story because I committed during the season and then they ended up drafting Patty Mills. So, so like, so I'm like, okay, wow. Like, I know I'm not, cause they already had Jared Bayless. So, you know, like once you like start going to summer league, they have to play like the players on the previous year, especially that's under contract. So I was thinking like telling my agent, like, man, like this ain't going pretty, this ain't going to go well. Like, you know, I usually always, I'm, I'm usually like the starting point guard in summer leagues. So I said, man, this year, I don't know how it's going to go. And I didn't even get my uh, clearance letter from my uh, team in Spain. So I couldn't practice the first one. So I'm telling my agent, like, yo, like, we got to figure something out. He said, y'all, I'm on it. I, I'll let you know something. That's so then that that next practice, Patty Mills breaks his foot. Like off of like he did like he basically almost by himself. And I'm like, so once I saw that, I was like telling my agent, like, hey, Patty Mills just broke his foot. I think we're probably good to go. He was like, all right, cool. Like, not like all right, cool, but he was like, all right, like we're gonna make it happen. So uh ended up playing with Portland that summer. Uh had an amazing summer league. You know, and, you know, I think that at that time they wanted Jared Bayless to be the point. They didn't see he could be a point, so they put me in the lineup. And we ended up doing some great things. So I had an amazing summer league. Ended up, uh, I was going to go to Cleveland's camp because Cleveland was definitely interested in me. Um, But then I ended up getting an amazing offer from a team in the ACB called Malaga. So I ended up going to Malaga for like, you know, three months. After that, I went to Jerusalem where I played in Israel, which was an amazing, amazing opportunity. You know, like I, like I said, I, I really read the word. So I was really heavily, heavily in my Bible at this time too as well, like just trying to see like where I could go. So I'm like, okay, the Dead Sea. Then you had, uh, I went to Bethlehem for Christmas. Um, it was like the 17 steps of Jerusalem and just seeing the whole historic part, man, like it was amazing. Like it was amazing. And by me, like really being tuned in, I was telling myself, you know, I played in Jerusalem. So um, it was, that was just amazing. Like Israel is amazing, period. Like the food, just the atmosphere, like it's such a beautiful city and historical city. Like, you know, um, I need, I need to go back for sure. And I'm glad I'm having this conversation, like, because I definitely want to go back. But after that season, I was telling myself, man, this is my last time playing summer league because this was five years in a row. I played with Cleveland. Um, and at this time, Byron Scott just became the coach. I've been knowing Byron Scott, man, since I was a kid. I was the first camp I went to. So when I'm there, he gives me the ball, like, yo, it's your show. Do what you do. Had an amazing summer league. Ended up getting a guaranteed contract, NBA contract to the Sacramento Kings. You know, and like, right, you know, now Sacramento's back in the pitch. That's why Sacramento will always be my favorite team. Um, played in the NBA, which was amazing. You know, playing against, you know, like, you know, people say the best players in the world, but I feel like, you know, if you're doing what you love to do and get paid to do what you love to do, like, 
you're you're a best player, period. You know, and that's just basketball. Like if you're a pro basketball player, you're a you're a best you're a great player. Um, but you know, definitely just, you know, my dream came true, you know, of just playing in the NBA. My dream came true just being a professional basketball player, but playing in the NBA was an amazing experience. Um especially being in Sacramento, I wasn't too far from home. So a lot of, you know, a lot of families used to come down and watch me play. Um, that next year, uh, it was a lockout. And I ended up going, you know, I ended up going back playing um, in, in ACB in Spain with Badalona. Um, Badalona is a team where like Ricky Rubio, Rudy Fernandez, you know, they, they was playing on that team. Um, played there. Uh, I think we came in like a ninth. We was just like, like a game or two from playoffs. And I've been in China, you know, after that. And I was in China for eight years. I was four years in Shandong. Um, went to the championship my first year. Ended up, you know, I get to the championship. I always get there. I always get there. But, you know, um, and our team previously was in last place. So, but us going to the championship was a, a mate, like the Shandong has never been to the championship. So uh, ended up signing a two-year contract with Shandong. And once I signed that two-year, I was probably thinking like, man, I think the NBA is probably no more. And um, ended up signing a, a nice, also signing a, a nice deal with Li Ning. Um, Big time company. Yeah, I have, uh, have my own, like, like basically like my own shoe. Um, I was, I'm one of the first players in the, like, American players in the CBA to, like, sign with Lee Ning. So that was, like, an amazing, you know, uh, accomplishment. Um, so did that for four years. Went to Tianjin, that's close to Beijing, for two years. Um, then the last two years, uh, I was in Fujian. Um, it's, like, close to, um, not too far from Hong Kong. Um, it's like near like Guangdong or Fujian province. And now I'm back in the Ukraine, you know, playing uh, for Dnipro. Um, oh, my, I'm sorry. I ended up winning. So my, my fourth year in Shandong, I went to France. You know, I went to France after the season because the season in China is usually like four or five months. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm gonna go and go play somewhere, you know. Um, you know, we just had just had my son EJ, and I was like, you know what, like let's go somewhere. And uh, got with my wife Siobhan, and EJ was two months. We flew him out the we we all went out to France, and we was in France for like three four months. Ended up winning the championship with Limoges. Um, so you got so, one. You got one. Got one. Let's got go. One. You know, got one. Um, well, yeah, so I'm sorry, like 2013, 2014, I ended up getting a passport. Uh, you know, I do a citizenship with a, I have a Ukraine passport, you know, so I was able to play Eurobasket and play in the World Cup, you know, 2014. So now I'm back in the Ukraine, as in, you know, this is 2021, not as a local player. I'm a local player in Ukraine, so I'm able to use my passport. That's so, awesome, man. That's, a, that's quite the journey. <laughs> Back to the Ukraine, where it all started. Being a pro basketball player—that's that's longer than most. Most 
guys never get a paycheck to play, let alone a 16, 16 years. Is that what you said? This is year 16. And you're still giving buckets. And I saw you in the TBT this year, serving them up, man, in the right. basketball tournament. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, you know, you have the Drew Leagues and, you know, you have like, you know, just, you know, a, a lot of things, a lot of like my energy is amazing now. You know, because I really, you know, take the time of like being with the, you know, with the players, you know, up next out in, in our communities, you know. So, you know, me working out against the 16 and 17 year olds, you know, like our college players, you know, our, me being with the younger players definitely keeping me young. So, you know, that's why people like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm 37. Like, you're 37. You don't even look 37. What? That's amazing. We're just kids. We're still young. We're still young. Oh, we're forever young. We're, we're still forever. young, man, for sure. Well, let, I love that you've had a journey on the floor. Now let's take it off the floor and talk a little bit about Laced. Um, yeah. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd have the only Black-owned shoe and clothing boutique to have a Nike contract in L.A.? Yeah. I would never thought that. You know, um... That's why you're just supposed to just execute. You know, in high school, I was, you know, best dressed. Even though I went to school with, for uniform, you know, but when it was free dress day, it was like, it was a, a fashion show. Okay. You got you style. Know? You've always had style. So, um, so then, you know, I always was into fashion. So, um, and my parents was always on me. Like, mind you, my grandpa had his own barbershop, you know, in Detroit, then my dad had his own, you know, he had a couple businesses, but you know, one it was, he had a record store called Hey Love. You know, he had that for like 25 years. And I'm the third, I'm Eugene Jetter the third. So I knew at some point I had to like do something, you know, like, of like having a business. And, you know, I had this idea, you know, with my boy back home, shout out to, you know, JB, that's my partner. Um, we had an idea of like, just having like a, a shoe clothing boutique and, um, we could, my boy J5, shout out J5. He was like, yo, like you should call it Lace. Cause I was looking for a name. He was like, bro, we should do Lace. And, um, and that, like, we just did it, you know, uh, at first, you know, we didn't have Nike, you know, we had like. You know, shout out to Puma. Puma was like really like that first big brand, like shoe brand, like to really open our doors. Uh, salute to Dana for that. But, uh, you know, we had BBC, you know, we had some, you know, do some nice clothing brands, you know, and uh, we had a, but we had some other shoe brands that like people didn't really know about, but they was pretty fire, like TCG. Um, and like, we really introduced that to the city. But we didn't get the Nike account um, until probably like year three. And mind you, so I'm really trying to find, I'm like, man, like, like, you know, I'm reaching back to my people's in Portland. You know, Portland is home of Nike, you know? So, and that was a, a huge plus. That was a huge plus of like really why I ended up getting this Nike account. It's because of my relationships with like with people in Portland because people in Portland was you know they come and watch the game this and that and my sister being the you know the fastest woman in the world you know she's a big Nike contract 
you know, she had a big Nike contract as well. So that was a plus. But the person that was given the accounts for Nike is Coach Holden's best friend, Ron Walden. You know, so, you know, once I was finding all this out, I was like, Coach Holden, man, like, I even hit up uh, Rev. I was like, man, like, I need to get this Nike account, this and that. He's like, you need Nike? You know how Coach Holden, oh, 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 oh. I, like, I, <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds just like Holden. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach, you know, Coach Holden made that call. Uh, you know, to Ron Walden, who is a mentor of mine. Um, and the first time I had, he was like, yo, just keep grinding, you know, get in the community. And so this is my, this is like year three. So you need to start doing more things in the community, which I already was, you know, I, I'm always having events and this and that story. And when I was in Tianjin, um, shout out to my teammate, Jeremy Tyler, you know, when I was in Tianjin, this is when I created the acronym, you know, because, you know, with Lace, I was like, dang, you know, LA, I, I was always playing with like, Oh yes, LA in the reason in, in the beginning for a reason or this and that. And um, so I was like, dang, Los Angeles. Okay, Los Angeles creates. Okay, Los Angeles creates, Los Angeles creates. And I was trying to find an E. And I remember on a plane, I looked over to Jeremy Tyler. I was like, yo, man, I need an E. And he was coming out with like a lot of E's. And he was like, bro, how about endless? So I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm right now. Los Angeles creates endless. Los Angeles creates endless. And I was looking and I, and I was like, dreams. And I was like, oh. I said, Jeremy, dreams. And he said, oh. And I was like, that's it. Los Angeles creates endless dreams. And that's more of a nonprofit. Because then we're able to highlight people who are from LA and those who moved to LA that, to, that have created endless dreams. Like LA is like the land of opportunity, you know, like LA and New York, you know, people move to those places to really, you know, make their dreams come true. And so I took that idea back to, you know, Nike, Nike was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, especially like at this time, and we ended up getting it, you know, we ended up getting that count because we started doing a lot more in the community as in Thanksgiving, toy giveaways, just really uh, inviting the youth to the store to learn about, you know, business and this and that. And, you know, like really putting our footprint in, you know, because then as we're going to these meetings, we're like, dang, like, like we're like really only black owners in here, <laughs> you know, and, and us having like, you know, we could go to Hollywood to the hood, you know, like, we're over in Watts or we're over in Compton or in the Crenshaw. Like, we're everywhere, you know? So, you know, but we also can fit in wherever. So, you know, when it comes to the neighborhood, like, we represent the neighborhood, you know, to the T, so. That's incredible, but, man. You always have been able to connect and fit in wherever you go. I know at Portland, there wasn't a lot of Black students, but you were, you fit right mm -hmm. in. And talk about that, man. Well, you know, like I tell people all the time, like, like Portland, Portland did not have, you know, that many black students, but like the people at the school, they didn't care about that. You know, like nobody wasn't looking at like my color, like they was looking at my heart. And like, and that's what I love so much. Like I never had 
a situation, I never, I, don't, I never had a racist situation at University of Portland at all, because I felt like it was a real family, like it was a real community, like, so I, I always thank people, you know, like, even I was like the only black person <clears throat> in the classroom, like, okay, <laughs> like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all, you know, but I felt that prepared me you know, my time at the University of Portland pre prepared me for like being in Ukraine, you know, so like even like my, you know, coming to Ukraine or, or being on the Ukraine national team, like I was the only black on the team, <laughs> you know, like, but I like th that was normal. Like that was like normal. Like I wasn't tripping about that or going to Spain and it's now being a situation as being the only black and the University of Portland have definitely prepared me for that. So um, I will always, you know, salute, you know, the University of Portland, you know, for, you know, just making me feel like, you know, this is home, you know, like, you know, there's no color line, you know, like, and I will always cherish those moments and be I thankful. Love that, man. I love that. Well, let's wrap this up. Last question for you, Pooh. What advice would you give to a current University of Portland student athlete? Uh, just get to know everybody. You know, um, please, please, everybody get to know your peers because those are future millionaires. <laughs> like really, like you, like don't go, when you walk down, I know people not in school now, but you know, once the things get back going, like please know everybody at that campus. You know, like college is for networking, you know, so get to know everybody. Of course, do your best especially you're on the scholarship, like you're on the scholarship, you're on the scholarship. So um, handle your business, you know, you know, of course, you know, without the books, you get no looks, you know, so you got to do your schoolwork, but uh, like put in that work, whatever sports you're in, like morning, noon, man, put as much time into your craft, especially if you want to be a pro because you're one step. You're one step away of being a pro player. So don't mess that up, but please get to know everybody, um, know people's names, say hi to everybody, you feel me? Like make everybody feel important. You're important, so make everybody else feel important. And like, that was like, I was so happy that I was able to have tremendous relationships with people you know, who didn't even play sports, you know, it's like, yo, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the tea room. What's up? We haven't met the tea room. The twilight <laughs> room, the tea room, Thursday nights, poo. Thursday nights at the tea oh, room. The tea room used to be cracking. Oh, man. Oh, you know, so, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, that's just how it was, you know, just going to different places and like, like, poo, what's up? Like, and I, I always, I, I always wanted to be known as a, a better person than a basketball player. You know, like, I'd agree with that. You're a hell of a basketball player, toughest guy I've ever had to guard. But you are, I always tell people, you're a better person than you are a player, and that's hard to do because you're a hell of a player playing 16 years professionally. So, Pooh, thanks for taking time to be a guest number one. Really appreciate it. If you are a former pilot student athlete. The UP Athletic Department wants to get connected. So visit portlandpilots.com backslash alumni. 
That way you can stay in touch and pass us your current contact information. And fans, if you're watching this, um, you can help support pilot student athletes with a donation um, yeah. to help to their scholarships. And for more information about that, visit portlandpilots.com backslash assistance. Those will be below in the link or in the description of this. But that was awesome, man. I really appreciate you, Pooh. Man, I appreciate you too, man. I'm, I'm so happy, you know, that, you know, we was able, and it's almost 20 years, bro. It's almost 20 years we've been knowing each other. That's awesome. That's wild, man. You've always been there. If I've ever had anything that I've needed help with, you've been just nothing but helpful, man. Come on. And we're going to do some great things with Max Hoops. You feel me? Like, we're going to, come on, man. Once everything get back going, I'm building relationships with people, we can do some amazing things with that. So you already know I got your back with that. I appreciate you, man, so much. Well, let's go pilots and go take care pilots. of yourself. Go pilots, huh? Man, go pilots. Grace, peace, and abundance to everybody. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, you know, to you know, be back at that campus pretty soon. Let's do it. Well, thanks again, Pooh. Take care of yourself. Be well, all right, my friend? All right, my bro. Love you, man.